Hello and welcome to Horror. This is a fortnightly podcast in which myself, Lee, and Adam will be taking our friend Chris on a journey through the twisted world of horror cinema in the hopes of introducing him to some of the many delights the genre has to offer. The premise is very simple. We will sit down together and watch a film. As soon as it's finished, we will sit down and record the podcast immediately afterwards. As such, it will be very spoiler-heavy, and we do suggest you watch the film yourself before listening to the podcast, not only so we don't spoil it, but also so you know exactly what we're talking about. At the end of each discussion, we'll decide what film we'll be watching next, and we'll let you know so you have a fortnight to watch it yourselves, and then come on our journey with us again. Along the way, there will be facts, laughs, opinions, probably quite a lot of swearing. Any full frontal nudity will be completely irrelevant, as this is audio only. So, with the introduction over, it's now time for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Still kind of Christmas Eve, even though Christmas is gone. But it's not been New Year yet, so mm, that's true. yeah, still, still carrying on. The BBC are still continuing to put on their fucking irritating ident. Oh, are they? Yeah. After Christmas Day, they always do. They always wankers. Make, they always do it. So it basically, yeah, up until New Year's Day, it tends to like they tend to just use it as the old overhang. Yeah. From like the Christmas one, but yeah, their one this year has been particularly annoying. Uh, and BBC Two has been even worse because it's been a load of people singing Christmas carols, but in that sort of Mariah Carey sort of. I'm really glad I missed that. <laughs> oh, you, what? You, you, you ain't missing anything. If it sounded exactly like that, I'd probably listen to it. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, but then I'm, I'm like, I'm, You've I'm, adapted very, it. I'm very much a sort of Yoko Ono figure. <laughs> in that I've been nobbing John Lennon. <laughs> For the benefits of the site, Lee appears to have left the room. He's just gone off. I think he's, is it, Jerry, he's not over Flemmy Cotton. He might have been. Hello. I'm back, sorry. For the benefits of the tape. Detective Inspector is now back in the room. With a sheepish look. Yeah. I've got a phlegmy cough and I didn't think it was fair to uh, yeah, make you all sit through it, make try and get an oyster up. Um Right. Mm. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Horror. My name's Lee. I'm Adam. And I'm Chris. Um and we are here for the latest episode of Welcome to Horror. Um <laughs> Disclaimer from the top. We have decided, as um, it, the remake, was released this week and neither Adam nor Chris had seen it, uh, we were going to pop the Blu-ray in and check that out rather than covering our aforementioned show. So do not panic. Tales of Terror will be next episode. Um, If you follow us on social media, I'm sure you would have been made aware of this. Um, but if you don't, then apologies. But um, we thought it's probably something that everyone's seeing now and is still fresh in their mind, so it's probably a good thing for us to yeah to yeah. cover, really. Yes. Um, but before that, Adam, what have you been watching in the horror genre? Well, I watched. Uh, well, I had a nice. 
for Christmas, uh, I thought I'll have a couple of nice nights. So I watched Multiple Maniacs, the John Waters film, which is not really horror, but it's a baller's there. Yeah. Andrew the Killer. Oh, nice. I just thought, you know, Christmas, isn't it? Mm. So, um, Christmas and hit Driller Killer. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the first thing that comes to mind is you just want a man in a bubble perm slaughtering tramps in New York. Well, Sounds wonderful. And uh, seasonal. Yeah, and I haven't, seen, I haven't seen it for a long time, and I was rather, uh, I was rather taken with it again. I've never know. seen it. I've got it's, to admit. Um, I mean, it's very, it's very basic. It's very grimy, and it really is what it says it is but I think you'd sympathise with the man because it's basically a man is uh, driven insane by uh, the uh, shitty living standards of New York in the 1970s oh, um, yes. and uh, this is all compounded when a band moves in next door and keeps <laughs> rehearsing through the night <laughs> and um, yeah but it's uh, sort of oddly comical but also just in places dark as fuck and yeah, and I like that sort of thing. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything, I can't think of anything else. League of Gentlemen's recent Christmas specials. That was. Uh, not Christmas special, but like it's on at Christmas. Yeah. And yeah. What a, a fantastic return to form that was. Yeah. Um, I was a bit like worried. They hadn't been away. But it, exactly. Yeah. Was. You do worry when they do, you know, it's like. When they have a break of, you know, like, uh, I'm not a fan of the show particularly, but like Only Fools and Horses, where they have... Mm. Only Fools and Horses. Only Fools and Horses. Only Fools and Horses, no as excuse. myself and Chris will call it. No excuse to be common, just because that's how they speak. Um, yeah, like, they went away and they came back and it was so twee and just... Oh. Well, I think it's just... You can either you either have one of two ways of coming back after something, after a long period of time if you've had a success, and basically you're fucked either way because you can do it brand new and no one's interested because it's not like sure. any of the stuff you did before, or you just go back and do the same the same yeah. ones. Yeah. Now the league I think managed to tread the line perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. In that it was like great. I haven't seen that character for twenty odd years the character does kind of what I want them to do and then just leave it there. Yeah. With no real... You know what I mean? It's not... I think because a lot of it's always like... Especially most stuff that gets revived, it's kind of catchphrase comedy or something. Do you know what? I was going to say exactly the same thing. I was like, they didn't base it on, do you remember this line or do you remember that scene? It was just, these are the characters. It's, you know, it's a couple of years after the last one, supposedly... Mm -hmm. And this is what they're doing now, and it didn't. No, it didn't jar, and it didn't hinge and become twee and but they painful. St- they still had, they still had callbacks. They still had a lot of reflexiveness, but it wasn't in any way. Because I mean, I've been, I've been quite a fan of Red Dwarf on Dave, mm. like the last couple of series, because there's been no budget. It's gone back to the very early days. Oh wow, really? And it's so. In many ways, you've lost a lot of what Red Dwarf, as it sort of went on, just became a series of catchphrases and sort of things like that. Mm. Whereas back now, it feels kind of like those early ones where it's sort of low budget, but you've got more laughs out of it. Yeah. And things like that. But they did a couple of like recalls of previous stuff in there. Mm. But again, they kind of did it in a way that wasn't, you know, it wasn't just 
Hey, look, look, you remember this and this is it now. Yeah. It's them doing the same things that you remembered you liked. Like, like <laughs> that. Which were, or basically every episode of Little Britain after the first fucking episode of Little Britain. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Where it was like, oh, you remember that joke last week? We're doing it again. Oh, well fucking done. Do you know what? BAFTA. There is stuff like that. And I, <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. Yeah. It, and, and it's it's awful to say, but I found it recently when I was talking to someone about um, Harry Enfield. I remember loving Harry Enfield, mm. but if I were to go back to it now, what I remember, yeah, was they set up a character and they had a catchphrase and you would have two minutes of watching something very random and waiting for that catchphrase, and they do it, and you go, "Yay!" And then it's the next sketch, and that was that was all it was. So it was all just, "Do you remember we did this last week?" And there was no yeah. real progression. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is a shame. And League of Gentlemen just smashed that. For, well, I think the league never had that, and you know, too much. Oh no, they absolutely and, and so, didn't. But I was worried they might do. Yeah, because you, you sort know. of, and, and not only that, but also just introducing. Not necessarily new stuff. I think the only really there was like a couple of new characters, maybe. But but again, like you say, it was like oh, it, it has been twenty years since this happened. So it seems like a long time in between. I didn't remember it being that long ago. So I, I saw like a few episodes mm. of Luke Gentleman originally. Um, I'm fairly certain I didn't see many more for whatever reason, but. Um, because you were out being a young man, uh, cl- <laughs> clubbing. Yeah, possibly. Um, but I, so I saw one episode so far of this new series, and mm. I totally did not realise it was a new series. Mm, yeah. I thought it was one of the original ones. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Um, but also, so I really liked it. I have trouble knowing whether to laugh or be horrified at some of the things. That and I is, guess that is what that, it that's, does that's well. Kind of does point. Yeah. Yeah. They, they will be very pleased with that. Okay. <laughs> My favourite thing of the whole of the whole revival though has to be Lady Jennifer saying, I couldn't believe it was twenty years ago and I thought I must have been ten when I watched this and then I remembered how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> There's a horror story. And I thought, yeah. it, no, I, I, I experienced very much the same thing, <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, it, it is good. And it, it was really good. So we watched it Christmas Day on Catch Up. But before, because you'd put, Adam, the the Instagram, the clip of um, Reese Shearsmith riding the bike round and round, oh, yes. round a couple of days before. So on Christmas Day, we watched the original Christmas special first yeah. and then watch yeah so we spent like three hours or something ridiculous watching um, League of Gentlemen on yeah that was that was the day that was the day me and Claire we watched Knowing Me Knowing You All oh nice uh, then uh, then the League of Gentlemen and Bottom Holy ah golfing see it's funny we decided to go back and re-watch so having watched this we said oh do you remember all that stuff we used to watch and we spent the rest of the day going back through old old comedy stuff mm. that we used to watch that we hadn't seen for a long time. So we watched um, an episode of Spaced. Nice. Mm. Uh, we watched the very first episode of Spaced. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched uh, Man to Man with Dean Lerner, the one where he had Garth Marenghi on. Oh, yeah. Uh, we watched Brass Eye. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, me and Claire were watching Brass Eye the other week as well, yeah. <laughs> for our American listeners... 
do yourself a favour and go and watch Brass Eye. It is the most offensive slash humorous slash genius piece of. Is it satirical news? Yes, it yes. is. It's, yeah, it's the news to the sort of hundredth degree. Yeah. But the weird thing is now is that it's what ninety ninety five. I think the original Brass Eye, like first Bloody series, hell. was about ninety five. Uh, or actually maybe a bit like about 98 I think but still you know a fair few years back now and now it kind of just looks it's like the like news, news. Yeah. Yeah. you know well that, apparently that's what happened because yeah. there was the forerun of the day to day and apparently the night that the day to day first was going out London Tonight started and God. Armando Iannucci rang up Chris Morris and said, we're fucked because they've beaten us to it. <laughs> but they're actually reading the news. So... <laughs> God. It was great. So we watched the episode about uh, the elephant with the trunk... Stuck up its stuck ass. Stuck up yeah. its ass. Um, oh, and it, it... You just... You just wonder how they managed to convince these celebrities that it, that it was a real thing. I th- I don't think it takes that much to wonder. I think it's just celebrities like being on telly. And like to show their uh, charitable yeah. side. Yeah. Well, it's like the... Um, what is it? Uh, the, I mean, the, the key one is the drugs episode, though. Oh, because they, that is my favourite. Well, because they genuinely got questions asked in Parliament. Because one of the people that they spoof in this, they tell them that there's a new drug, a made-up drug called cake. And that is how they describe it to them. It's a made-up drug, as in it's made in a laboratory. But yeah, the scientific term, yeah, it's a made-up drug called cake. And one of the people they spoof was the then Conservative MP for Basildon. Okay. And he actually is sort of like, is there anything been asked in Parliament about that? I mean, that would be ideal if we could... And they genuinely got him because and he even sent a couple of researchers out to like a nightclub and Chris Morris made sure that there were people there exhibiting the sign of <laughs> having done this drug, which is that your neck glows in the dark. So he had two people there with like painted necks just walking around in there. So it's like, no, it's definitely happening. There's people there with blowing dark necks. They're on Joss Eklund's spunky back. Yes, that's it, yeah. Russell Dust. (laughs) Ponce on the Heath. (laughs) (laughs) Tell Stick it back in their face and tell them to fuck off. (laughs) Man's a genius. Yeah. Mm. Um, Apparently he's done a film in secret, Chris Morris. Really? He's done a film in secret with uh, a comedy actress whose name escapes me, but I think she's in Picture Perfect. Um, wow. And, yeah, he's done a film secretly and is now just getting it sorted to be released. I need to see that. Whatever he... And watch Four Lions, yeah, whatever he good. does next. Oh, that's... Mm, so good. Again, it was one of those when somebody said, oh, he's written this comedy movie. What's it about? Terrorists. Mm. Yeah. What? Yeah, it follows a group of terrorists planning a London attack. I was like, that sounds very risque and yeah, in a very awkward. But oh, but it's just genius. Mm. Yeah, and the fact the fact that it's oddly heartwarming is mm. just yeah. incredible. Yeah, what an amazing film. 
Um, right, Chris, have you watched anything horror or apart from League of Gentlemen? Yeah, so I saw the first episode of that and then over Christmas. The only things I can remember, and it was mildly horrific, was the uh, Frozen Christmas special. (laughs) No, I I really liked, after seeing Frozen about 50 times, I decided I really liked it and it had some good messages and, you know, it was good fun. It could be be a fuck sight worse, couldn't it? Yeah, Yeah. like, definitely. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, this, I don't know... uh, the kids still quite liked it, um, but fortunately they also watched the Trolls Christmas special, and that was actually a lot better. Okay. So, so I didn't mind that too much. Um, it had a bit of a weird thing where they slap each other, and it's like, yeah, but no, do we need that in it? But, <laughs> but it did. It seemed to conclude well. So now I, I didn't watch the Frozen one fully, so maybe it was fantastic at the end, but yeah, it just didn't quite seem. <laughs> Have you ever seen there's a there's a thing online called How It Should Have Ended? Mm, um, no, oh, they remake. They yeah, they oh. just do little cartoons of how okay. things are. And Frozen ends with Elsa being sent to Professor Xavier's school for gifted children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, shall we jump straight into this evening's main event um, and discuss the It remake from 2017? Yes. Um, just in yeah. this year then. yeah only just squeezed it in um, uh, so neither of you have seen it before but you've both seen the originals is that correct yeah like varying origi- degrees of mem- remembrance the original miniseries because it was it was a miniseries wasn't it yeah, it was it? two yeah. episodes of an hour and 20 yeah. each or something um, yeah um, but that would have been possibly when they were on telly so oh, late, okay. late, early nineties, late eighties, or whatever it wow. was. Wow. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's how. You've not watched I've, it again since. No, no. I've just. It's been on, I think, and I've sort of maybe Talk bits watched bits again, but yeah, I don't sort of. I remember because it was like everyone at school. We all watched the first time round. It was on. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I think I've sort of every so often I'll catch dribs and drabs. For some reason, I can't remember what I had on. I had something that I'd recorded off of uh, TV that had the advert for it on there. So, wow. key bits <laughs> of it, I remember <laughs> shockingly well because it was just it was at the end of whatever was on this tape that I obviously watched a lot. Oh, the eighties. Yeah, and there was a yeah, there was the advert for that on there with him up the lamppost and stuff. Um, yes, of course. Yeah. I um, can't remember if I've recounted this story on the podcast before or not, but yeah, one of my favourite New Year's Eve ever, I think it must have been New Year's, I wasn't old enough to go out drinking with my friends, but I was too old to want to sit downstairs with my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was probably mid-90s. Um, 27, <laughs> No, hang on, it must have been earlier than that. It must have been <laughs> late 80s, early 90s. Um yeah, and I remember walking down to the video shop and hiring it out on New Year's Eve and spending the run-up to, yeah. to midnight or whatever, sitting and watching that for three hours. And Oh, yeah, what a New Year's Eve that was. Mm. Never had a better one since, I've got to admit. I, I love that. <laughs> I've, I've probably seen it half a dozen times again since. And, uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoy it every time. Um, but, yeah, so that... 
so I can't. I remember it, and I remember. I obviously I particularly remember um, Tim Curry. Yeah. But other than that, it's it's kind of vague. But I sort of Tim yeah. Curry. Tim Curry's Pennywise in the eighties one. I did not know that. Did you yeah. not? No. That's interesting. Yeah, because he'd come straight off of. Had he come straight off of Legend? Yeah, actually, must have been. And I'm yeah, sure that was then, what, yeah. that's what they was. If I remember the anecdote correctly, that was, he agreed to do it on the understanding that there wasn't an awful lot of prosthetics because he'd just come off of doing Legend. Uh, oh, where he's got a whole yeah, yeah, and he was yeah. like, "I'm sick of sitting in a chair. Yeah, if you yeah. do something where you can do the makeup in a couple of hours, I'll sign up to the film." Yeah, and that's why it's such a a basic looking clown. Mm. Um, yeah, which leads us on to, uh, on to uh, this one. So the the clown makeup for this one, when I saw the stills for it, I thought were, I thought were just amazing. Um, but yeah, the fact that he actually does that with his face, because I've seen him oh, do it like the, the makeup, like yeah. his lips and yeah, like yeah. he sucks his mm. cheeks in and pouts his lip out, and it just looks horrifying. Yeah. Um, and again, it's that it's we've discussed it before. It's that uncanny valley thing where. Although he's looking at somebody, his eyes just keep creeping just out of... Like, they keep going slightly the wrong direction. Mm. So it's not enough to be obvious, but it's enough that you know that makes something's you feel uneasy. Off. <laughs> and the fact that he keeps drooling while he's talking yeah, and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, just mm. little sort of blood... I think, actually, I think that was one of the things. I think he just playing the part hmm. was good. I think they just fucked with it a bit too much because mm. I think the more the more CG element of it kind of took away from that performance of it. Yeah. So. So I remembered it being like that. So this might be where my memory's hazy, and I've now probably blended the original with this. But yeah, I, I remembered it being very similar. So is it not? Is that not how they did? I, well, I don't think it was CGI. I know there was a lot. Of, there was a, it was more just general effects, the wasn't original it? Like special effects. So, yeah, yeah, like practical effects. Yeah. that's mm. what I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, see, now I thought I'd be against the CGI in this, but I thought it worked really well. I did like it. I liked, I liked that protruding inner mouth thing where it was like whatever was inside of yeah that skin was trying to get out when he was biting them and it turned into that big oh that was oh, that was horrible and the fact that they kept it so whether it was Pennywise mm. or when it the was other, the other yeah. creature with the strange shaped head yeah. it kept that same inner because they're all meant to be manifestations of him yeah because we were because I mean full disclosure no one's read the book no none of us have read the book no but um you know, yeah. I, I kind of like, like I got that, but mm. what I liked was the fact that the creep, d- despite what was happening on the outside, yeah, that the representation of what was going on inside kept appearing the yeah. same, and that made it even creepier mm. because it was like it was like it was wearing something else's yeah, it skin, was even though it wasn't real. It, oh, was, even though Pennywise is is like the the personification, Pennywise is clearly. An, another layer yeah. that it uses. Pennywise is a body as much as the weird flu 
painting and yeah. everything else. But I was saying we, uh, I had a quick, I had a quick shifty, sort of film book differences, mm. and apparently in the book they because the books obviously set in the the child elements of the book are set in the fifties, and then the adult sections of the book are set in the eighties because it was when it was written. Yeah, and similarly the the mini series version of it does the same. Um, so obviously they updated this one, but in yeah in the book apparently Pennywise appears. A lot of their fears are centered around monsters like Frankenstein's monster and werewolves and the mummy and things like that. Okay. So he appears as those rather than um, the stuff that he's been a bit. That it, yeah, like, that they change yeah. him to in this, where they yeah. give him the backstories. Mm. So it's different. Yeah, it comes from different fears rather than. Yeah, I think all of them they said have changed, even the more abstract ones. But yeah, some of them it's meant to be they're scared of, uh, like the Boris Karloff Frankenstein, and um, yeah. So at one point Pennywise looks like that. But then I suppose also is this Universal? Is this Warner Brothers? Or is it? I couldn't tell you. I'm afraid. I can't think of something. But yeah, I mean it may even <coughs> be you know if a you've updated it to the eighties so. The iconography would be different because the kids wouldn't kids wouldn't necessarily find that frightening anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But also, do you have the rights to? Do, and it might have been the original, like the TV movie. Probably they couldn't didn't have the rights to do no. fucking, um, you know, famous monsters. No. Like Universal monsters. Yeah. No. No. Like the that. copyright for those would be. Yeah. Phenomenal. I've got to say that one of the things that struck me particularly with this um, was the pacing. Mm. I just thought it was so perfectly paced. Like, there was no... It didn't feel rushed. Mm. But equally, there was no point where I was like, oh, well, this, this is, is just a spacer between something more... Yeah. Everything had enough punctuation and was just... I mean, it's a two-hour and ten movie. Mm. Like, it's a, it's a fairly long schlep, but... So, it, like, I was thinking that because... I sort of noticed after a little while that it's a lot of uh, separate scenes so mm. it's like a totally different story that you're learning about because it's each of the children that you're learning yeah. and it's mm. like they could have that could have either gone way too quick or too slow but mm. yeah I kind of felt like they were nicely done you, it's enough time that you learned enough of the backstory about the child yeah, and then enough time to get scared by something or you know like yeah. for something to unfold and then to change again yeah, I, I thought it seemed to do that well. I, th I think a lot of this was helped by what I thought was fantastic music and sound effects. The, oh, mm. it, the sound on this, uh, the the background music was great. Like sometimes it was so, it felt almost over the top. Mm. But it's like, well, when you're a kid, things do so. feel has, like. The, yeah. It's like the bit when the the kid was getting chased by the bullies and they just cut him and he fell over the bridge mm. and he was running through that. Yeah, and it was a proper... And it should have felt over the top, but it didn't, because it's like, when you're a kid yeah, and there's people chasing you, that's how you feel. Like, it's Fuck a that, really when you're a kid. Just fucking, like, I mean, that poor cunt just sliced his shit. shit. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, that is a, it is that pretty tough. brutal to watch. Yeah. Really, he, really But he horrible. gets, like, the bully slice him mm. up, it slices yeah. him up, and it's just like... Every fucking moment bleeding from somewhere. Yeah. You know. It just... But yeah, that was the other thing that I noticed this time as well. Yeah, the that sub-bass. Mm, yeah. To begin yeah, with, yeah. every time you see Pennywise, mm. and it starts off with sort of 
it starts off with music and it just becomes more and more sub based to the point where you can no longer hear it and you just feel it. I think that's because the, the music's Ben Wolfish, who is one of Hans Zimmer's associate musicians. Mm-hmm. He gets co credited with him on Blade Runner. On the new Blade Runner 2049. Mm. Yet to see that. I mean, it's pre-ordered for the day of release. Good fucking mm. uh, I think he's done like bits on Dunkirk. Because from what I get, from what I can gather, the more soundtracks of his that I get, Hans Zimmer has a team who he kind of because I, I would just assume because of the amount of fucking films he's doing, he farms it out to a group of sort of, I don't know what you call it, a studio of a bit like, you know, like with a painter yeah. where you have a, a, a studio yeah, yeah, and the other guys are painting as you go because it's a workshop and you're yeah. sort of, and I think it must work on a similar sort of level but this guy Ben Wolfish has done um, like bits on Dunkirk that are credited solely to him, hmm. uh, even though it's Hans Zimmer soundtrack, so he's hmm. sort of pretty much at the moment Hans Zimmer's kind of right hand man in terms mm. of music and a lot of Blade Runner um, has that same sort of base level and those sort of dropouts and everything else I'm like very that. excited to see that as I said the only reason I didn't see it at the cinema is because it's too long a film and I just figure by the time you sat through the film and the trailers and the you know the TV style adverts or whatever you're going to be in there for four hours. Oh, I, I can't. I just can't. Even the VIP seats aren't comfortable enough for that for me. See, weirdly enough... And I need to go for a piss, and mm. I'm going to miss stuff. So I was like, I'd, I, I would rather watch a film that's that, that long at home where I can pause it when I need to. See, weirdly enough, I was quite willing to sit here, and I, that is, but there's very few films that I am willing to... I, I'm pretty unwilling to sit through a two-hour film in the cinema. Hmm. I just find I haven't got the patience, and um, but that it was like I don't fucking care. It's the Blade Runner follow up. I've got to see it, and yeah. yeah, I just sat there fucking enraptured. So yeah, I am very keen, very keen. Um, uh, the, so the the casting as well was the other thing in this. Mm. Um, yeah, the casting was just perfect for a film that's carried entirely by. Children, um, they are. I mean, they, they've got to be what 12, 13 years old. Uh, well, because they're all meant to be 13, aren't they? I mean, obviously, okay. the bullies are slightly older, but all the, yeah. all the kids in it they say they're 13 because they're all in the same year at high school, aren't they? Yeah, and when there's like the missing poster of uh, the kid with the glasses, yeah, um, that says he's age 13. Oh, did it? Okay, yeah. so yeah, so they're all meant to be roughly around that sort of an age, um. Uh, and I, yeah, looking at them, I kind of assume the actors are roughly that as well. Yeah. No one's seen, they didn't see, it wasn't any of that sort of like Clockwork Orange with Malcolm McDowell playing a 15 year old. Yeah, no. You know, it, it, sort of, it was clear that, you know, they were, they they were, were the right age. Yeah. They absolutely, and uh, there's so few, I noticed this time back watching it, there are so few adults in that movie, it's carried almost entirely by mm. those children. Mm. So for them to, to, to draw me in that much yeah. when child actors are, have not had the you know what I mean they've yeah. not had the practice and they've not had the um, the screen time and stuff 
that you you yeah. generally find develops an actor, for them to have just come in from almost nothing and do this is... So, so the only one I recognised was that boy from Stranger Things. Yeah, and it, yeah, Richie. Yeah, and it, like, so perhaps he did get a bit of experience, I guess, in that because it wasn't too dissimilar in a, you know, like he's on a bike a lot and trying to figure out a sort of mystery. You know. But again, he didn't feel... Although he was absolutely my favourite in it because yeah. he was so obnoxious. Yeah. Um, and he never took anything seriously, no matter mm. how bad it got. He always had a decline to make. Um, it didn't feel like he was the actor and everybody else was... Yeah. No, no they, no, all, they all felt... worked well together. Yeah, yeah, despite the rest of them were all completely unknown mm. to me, uh, well, at least. Oh, well, yeah. I was saying to you, it's, it's just a shame because obviously they're going to do the sequel... Because it's essentially only half but the story. But they're all going to be and but this, up. but this lot, yeah, they're going to have to recast them if they want to do the film shortly. Unless they could have some flashback. Bits, they might have some but flashback bits, but still, essentially, you are recasting the film, and it's yeah. such a shame because everyone's so fucking good. Mm. Yeah, it'd you be know, better to keep them and yeah, it'd be better yeah. to wait twenty-seven years and <laughs> get them all to play the parts later. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously bearing in mind that they are child actors and any form of success will inevitably lead them onto a spiral of um, yeah. criminality, drugs and early death. So you might not want to wait. Apart from, thankfully, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, there's a few, there's a, there's a few just, others. You just, putting it out you, there. you just end up with, um, you end up with ruler heads, didn't you? Like with, um, ruler head? Ruler head, you know. The oh, kid. from uh, yeah, you've mentioned this before. Yeah, from, it's, uh, it, it, Sixth Sense. The kid from the Sixth Sense just looks like he's got the equivalent of two shatterproof rulers either side of his child's face, and they've filled it in with flesh. <laughs> so he's still got a child's face, but just in a big adult head, <laughs> and you know, it's not a good look. So, but yeah, I think. Uh, but the, the thing you were saying about like where there's no adults involved, I tell you what, the fucking. Creepy clown is the least of their fucking problems. Yeah, yeah. The cop has all of yeah. All of the adults were at best neglectful. Yeah. The the original didn't have any of that Mm. paedophilic element that was in there, so I don't remember that being a thing with Beverly, or if it was, it was a lot. Yeah, it probably was a lot. It was probably also remembering it was a TV movie from the eighties as well. So it probably was held back. Apparently, I mean, they held it back in like it. It never got over the top in this. It never. It was uncomfortable, but mm. it was never. Well, it's clear. It's clear what is happening. Yeah, Yeah. but it it doesn't shove your face in it. But then, but then also, you've even got like the sort of her trying it on with With the the chemist. chemist. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Again. that was really uncomfortable and But that's what I mean. Nasty. I don't think there's any... No adult in this. You've got... Um, uh, there was two other dads. The there, Jewish boy's dad. Yeah, who was just a, a, a sort of bit of a prick. Mm. We only saw him for a yeah, second. Briefly, just yeah, briefly. But, but, yeah, but then that... You're a disappointment yeah, to me. But then that kid really does... is probably the one who gets the least amount... Mm. In it, really, yeah, is that of but, of the of the group? You but know? then the um the main boy, his dad, like, you know, uh, when he did it, I sort of thought maybe it's understandable. He's pretty emotional about mm. his other son dying, but yeah. yeah, it was so uncaring and so. It's yeah, it like, was quite sort of 
dismissive and yeah. blank and not really trying to find any sort of common reach with the boys' yeah. feelings or anything. Yeah. It was just just don't do this. Just don't do it. You're messing with us. Like, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah, yeah, it was and and then obviously there's the bully whose dad yeah. is is a is clearly a dick cop who is also a bully. Yeah. So you know it's kind of also I didn't know I was again like I said I had a quick shifty of film to book sort of stuff. Mm. Apparently, um, the bully takes the fall for Pennywise. In terms of how they explain why kids have gone missing and being oh, found really? ripped apart, hmm. is that kid ends up sort of being blamed the for it. Scapegoat. Wow. Him, him and the the other bully who actually gets, gets killed, killed by yeah. Pennywise. Apparently, them to sort of take the fall as like hmm. possible serial murderer. Wow. Which I can kind of understand as well because I mean, you know, carving into kids and attempting yeah. to shoot cats. You're probably somewhere on the serial killer fucking oh, yeah, no, preview bench, as it says. Yeah. It wasn't anywhere near that bad in the first one. He was mm. just, yeah, like he, he, you know, like he was clearly a racist and he mm. bullied the black kid and he bullied the overweight kid. But, like, it wasn't to this level where he literally had a knife and was going to cut his name in him and then he went and murdered his father. Like, yeah. that... That wasn't in Are you saying that was in the book more? In, in the book, by the sounds of it, I think the bully is much more as he appears in the book. Okay. And I think that that's a far more realistic thing where it is just like, all the kids are fucking scared of him because that kid is clearly a fuck-up. Yeah, yeah. He is clearly mental. Yeah, because his father is just as mental. Yeah. And clearly... And it's clear, you know, the apple hasn't dropped too far from the tree. Plus... Uh, I think in the book his dad's a farmer rather than a policeman. But I don't know about you, but that feels more right that his dad's a cop because yeah. that was always the way at school. That it was like, who's this absolutely mental kid who's like yeah. beating up a teacher and pissed up the you know uh, pissed up the church doors? Oh yeah, it's the son of the policeman. Mm. Of course it fucking is. <laughs> but that, but also um, like the the. Kids, the sickly kid's mum, who is clearly yeah. just making him believe that he's ill to, to control, control him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just and yeah, all the adults in it are despicable, horrible fucking people in their own fucking way. Yeah, and, and again, is, of, is that from the book? Is that I, th- I would imagine so. Okay. Having not having read it, but having read other Stephen King stuff, uh, I'd imagine yeah. that that is fairly accurate because I, th- I just don't think that. Because I, the bits, weirdly enough, the stuff I liked most was the non-Pennywise stuff. Because I think just as a sort of, a thing of a group of kids growing up and having to put up with the shit you have to put up with as a 13-year-old. That felt, you know, that really sort of worked, I think. Yeah, starting to support each other and help each other. But also, like I say, I just think that it's like... All the clown wants to do is can eat you. At least he doesn't want yeah. to fuck you, um, <laughs> medicate you to the yeah. point of like make you agoraphobia. Learn an, make you learn an entire book in a random language. Yeah, exactly. You know, just whole sort of yeah, just every everyone. You know, it seems like oh, thank Christ that there's a fucking demonic. Yeah, that's it. That's it in a way. It's like that is their sort of stepping stone to dealing mm. with the adult world. Yeah. It's like, well, look, we've overcome this fear, now we can... Well, I think it's very pointed that he tries to scare 
the girl yeah. by appearing as her father and it's yeah, like she's... big fucking mistake because mm. she's already dealt with him yeah. Yeah. the only disappointment I have is she didn't fucking follow through and really stump his head out with mm. the fucking system lid yeah. but but yeah I think I'm I will say I think I am interested to see the second half because I think it I think just knowing that there is a uh, the, there is the adult side of it Kind of leaves it a bit unfinished. Yeah. In that you are kind of that would have yeah that would have worked perfectly well on its own. Mm. If, yeah. if they didn't have the chapter two bit at the end, which I loved, mm. I loved the fact that it got to that point and you were like, "Is there not going to be any mm. sign that it's going to go somewhere?" And then all yeah. of a sudden, it just came up with that chapter two, and I was like, "Right, so the, it, it's absolutely going to happen," which is fantastic because I would. Without a shadow of a doubt, sit through another two hours. Yeah, I would have been tomorrow. happy if it was just another two hours and it was going to be the adult bit. I was going to say, you said yeah, that I was to me. Like, when's, it going to... when's, when's the adult bit? And I was yeah. like, we've been sitting here for two <laughs> hours and you're, you're like, I want more. Because the book and the original, they do the they flip-flop, don't they? So it's That's, present day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, yeah. So you get the stories running concurrently rather than a straight linear. Yeah, yeah so, you, so, you, it, it all, yeah, so every one of the... The stories of the children, instead of it happening in real time, yeah, is is each one of them getting the you've been called back to Derry, yeah, and then their version of remembering what happened previously, mm. and that's how the whole thing is done. The whole half is done in flashback, yeah, yeah. Whereas this was just done in this is this isn't this, yeah. and then the next bit is going to be following. I would have to say as well. I would say. Probably the reason this exists is Stranger Things. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, because yeah. I think because it was because amongst other things, obviously the Stephen King adaptions were mentioned a lot around the first series of Stranger Things. Yeah, and even to the point that one of the kids is in Stranger Things. Yeah, mm. clearly indicates that. And like you were saying about, you know, what prompts you to do this remake, and I think. That could have. Yeah, I think that certainly triggered it, but definitely, I think that was the trigger for making it the eighties. Okay, yeah. Not just from a point of view that now, when it's the adults, it will be present day. It was almost perfect timing, though, that Stranger Things obviously set the groundwork for this, mm. and it is twenty-seven years after the original it, and in the oh, original okay. it, yeah. they said as they did in this mm. film. It comes back and feeds every, every twenty-seven mm. years, yeah. so it's perfect that mm. it's now and it's a it's a perfect, yeah, the perfect time for it to come out because you you've got that linking. Mm. But I say I think I reckon they should gird their loins, be brave about it, and get all the actors back, all the kids back as adults in twenty-seven years' <laughs> time and do the film because I th- I mean I don't know. Pennywise is quite a young bloke, so he'd still be around. So it's yeah. like, you know, we oh, might not be around. They completely CGI him. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, we'll probably be dead, us three. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, fingers. I don't want to miss it. Fingers crossed, you know. I mean, you've got to give yourself something to live for, and if it's even, even if it's like, you know, part two. Part two of it part is two worth it. living for for another 30 years. There's very little else, is there? You know. <laughs> When you look into it, really. As I've got to say, this film definitely got at least one extra point on the marker for me for having The Cure mm. that prominent in the soundtrack. Well, also, um, 
uh, Beverly, he's Beverly, isn't it? He's Beverly. Yeah. Uh, also, I know that she's got a Susie poster as well. And that was like, yeah, top marks. Well done, love. And I noticed oh, that, you said the, yeah, uh, so Billy's bedroom, yeah. he's got a Beetlejuice and a Gremlins poster mm-hmm. up with the two I spotted. Um, yeah, and I love those little harken backs. Because that was us. That was, when we were at that age, that was that was what it was. It mm-hmm. was Beetlejuice and Gremlins and stuff like that. Were the films when we were 10 years old or whatever. Yeah, they yeah. would have been, been out at that time. Because the, they're showing the Michael Keaton Batman, Lethal Weapon 2 and Nightmare on Elm Street 5 at the cinema. I saw those. Yeah. And Nightmare on Elm Street 5 came out when we were at school. Mm. I remember kids at school. Which one's 5? Is that Dream Child? Yeah. Yeah, because so, yeah, yeah, I remember being at school... Yeah. With with kids talking about it, you know, like little at school. So, yeah. well, we were definitely. I think we were definitely at Sanders because I did an anti-smoking campaign as Freddy Krueger. Nice for, for a thing in an art thing because it was like a, <laughs> for a thing for an art thing. I can't remember. I can't remember what lesson it's, it was. Is that, it, was that sociology or something? no? It was no. Just, we it, didn't do sociology. Something. It must have been something along those fucking lines. But anyway. So we had PSE to do this, or one of those ridiculous. Yeah, so we had to do this thing, mm. and it was like do an anti-smoking campaign. So I did Freddy Krueger, and it was uh, I pulled these. These are the lungs I pulled out of a healthy <laughs> non-smoker this morning. These are the lungs I pulled out of a smoker this afternoon. Look at the terrible difference, <laughs> and that that was it. Yeah, just one really saturated black. But um, I, I was thinking that he died in a house fire caused by smoking. By smoking. Thought, well, that, <laughs> See, I never even put the burns together, turn, which I'm sort of turn into Freddy, and everyone will be like, "Well, I'm starting smoking." Yeah, just have it on the end of a blade on the fucking glove, <laughs> like, like a roach clip. <laughs> the worst anti-smoking. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, your one sounded good. I, th- I well, I th- it would have been better if uh, I I hadn't had to get the the. The lungs drawn in the end, because I was like, oh, really? I, I was mm, like, some... I wanted to get some real lungs from the science lab. They wouldn't give me them. <laughs> um, I'd also like to point out at this point that uh, uh, a lack of uh, there is a lack of research notes, just because we only decided the, the start sprung upon yeah. literally. At, when we got here to watch, sorry, it, so. it, it was my fault. I um, I thought as I as it it had just been delivered, I thought it was a great time to cover it because people will have only just seen it the same as we did. So I thought rather that than something that somebody's got a that our, our beloved listeners have got to track down in order to no, see in true, two yeah. weeks' time. I thought anyone who's listening to this has probably either bought it or is considering buying it so it, it's a perfect time to to bring it to the fold while yeah yeah everyone's oh, no, in the I same state as yeah. we are i think it's a, no i think i think it's a, i think it's a good idea i just want to let people know that i've just been a lazy wanker <laughs> so you know with yeah fun, no. fun fun facts because <laughs> literally the only fun fact i've got guy who plays pennywise's dad is uh stellan skansgars um you know, from like Avengers and really? Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, I did not know that. There you go. I knew it was. I know his surname was Skarsgård, but yeah. I didn't. Yeah, so it's it's his son. 
So that's that's probably why he's good because he's that fucking brilliant. I've very much enjoyed. I've I've got to admit, my first wobble when I saw this at the cinema um, was his first couple of lines, like his delivery on it. Mm. I was like, oh, I don't know, because obviously um, Tim Curry just delivered them very sort of dryly by comparison, whereas he delivers them very over the top. I'll have to watch the original now. Yeah, it, it, it felt very over the top, and I was like, oh, he's trying really. But... As you got used to... Once I got used to it, yeah. and once the visuals kicked in, mm. plus the fact that we we don't still... We still don't know what is in... We don't know what Pennywise is. Mm. We don't know if he's an alien, or if he's a demon, or if he's just a strange creature that no longer... We have no idea what he is, but whatever it is... He's trying to assimilate people, but he clearly isn't. Mm. So, so that kind of yeah, I think once I got to that for me, it's. It, I think that's the thing. I was it's, like, delivery is weird. I was like, well, it would be weird because it isn't a person speaking. It's, it's an enigma. Something that wants to be a person and, yeah. and isn't. Yeah, the more because I think I think uh, Tim Curry plays it straight is the wrong word, but sort of Tim Curry delivers it as a clown yeah yeah that sort of yeah oh little boy you know sort yeah. of creepy because it's a clown yeah and he's a jovial he's being jovial whilst being evil yeah whereas this is sort of kind of already evil but he but, tries to be but trying to do it in a babyish sort of Exactly, yeah. Tries yeah. to keep it really kid friendly and nice yeah. until it snaps, and it mm. and it really snaps when it goes. The, the gory, uh, literally, I remember almost shifting in my seat because you say I was expecting it to be much closer to the original TV mm. miniseries, and yeah, when it just rips his arm off and he's trying to crawl away with one arm, I was yeah. like, yeah, didn't. Didn't expect this. This is not what I was expecting to see at all. That is yeah. amazing. I liked the different camera angles they did for some of the attacks. Like so, there it went up right above, and you saw the rain coming down, and he gets dragged back in. And, and you saw his arm come out, and you didn't yeah. quite see it extend too far, but it was implied. There was, was no way yeah. his arm would have reached That's, his yeah. foot, and the fact that it did means mm. that it must have extended, but it didn't show you that. There was also there was a shot in the when they go into the house as well the well house. Mm. There was a shot in there where they played with the perspective of the hallway, so you it shot the hallway, and then as the kid looked at it, it they changed the perspective on the camera so it suddenly looked like the door was creeping further and further away without mm. actually. And I love I love stuff like that. It makes it feel. Real that idea that's that what's in your head. A, yeah, yeah, a door is only three steps yeah. away, but it what just... could happen between here and those mm. three steps is incalculable. And just seeing it getting further and further out of reach, I, I just thought it was amazing. See, I think I think that's the thing. I, I, I think that's the thing that I prefer because I know I know eventually in the Tim Curry one it gets more 
sort of outlandish in terms of giant spider. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, yeah, we get that ridiculousnessnessnessnessnessness. Um, but I think where the there was sort of differences, there were differences in scale that sort of didn't didn't necessarily match up within the same sequence. If mm. You see what I mean? And again, I think it's back to that thing. I would have liked to have seen more of just the actor performing it rather than, oh, we'll get the actor to perform it, but we can do, we can make his body go out here, or we can do this, or are we you, can... Are you referring to the scene with uh, the, the, the scene where they had the slides? No, no. And he was in the that... garage, and then all of a sudden he was in the garage. And, and, oh. That, was that I think worked really fucking well. That got Jennifer because it was that. So I there's a slide. Felt like it suddenly gone three There's 3D a slide when he came out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? But That's... but he was massive. That was yeah. the thing. Like he filled that garage yeah. all of a sudden. He wasn't a person. He was. But that might. But elusive. but that that felt correct. But I think there's a there's a few bits just where he sort of. It was more the stuff in the house and the stuff at, at the bottom of the well. Hmm. Um, so you just felt like CG where, where it, it wasn't. Of, Really needed. Well, also, he just seemed disproportionate in places mm. where it was like, oh, hang on, just a minute ago he was man height, now he seems to be really fucking tall. Yeah. Now it's gone back to man height. And I could understand, like I say, the garage stuff I thought was fucking brilliant, but I think there was just a few, it might have just been inconsistencies or something like that in terms mm. of the scale. Um, and I do think that the. Um, like I say, I think whenever they sort of CG'd his face, I think, again, I think the actor was scarier. Yeah. I think just yeah, the guy did. doing the thing was yeah. far scarier than, even though it's clearly motion capture of his face. Yeah. It just wasn't quite there. Do you know what I mean? And I think, but... Uh, you know, in in the main, I thought he was really fucking good. He is phenomenal. I've got to go back to the, so the scene we were just discussing, the slide scene. Mm. That um, I loved. I really loved that. It was it was brilliant, and I really enjoyed it. But it was funny because watching it with Lady Jennifer a couple of days ago, um, it was there, and that was that. He was in the slide. It's in darkness. It's in the slide. He's in darkness. He's not in the slide. And you knew what was coming. Mm. You knew it was coming. Mm. But when it happened, she still went, oh! Yeah. And jumped back in. Because it doesn't matter how much... Right, well, he's disappeared out of the slide. He's clearly in the room. And there's Mm. a strobe light effect. Next time the light comes on, he's going to be there. But it's still... But that's what gets you. It's because he's too... All of a sudden, he's too big. Yeah, but So you're just expecting to see him standing Um, there. But all of a sudden... But there is another the, element to but it. But he's the size of the slide. Yeah. That's what's perfect. Mm. Yeah. It's like, it's how he would come out of the cinema screen at you. Yeah, because he'd been projected he was the size that of what he was on the screen. Oh, it's brilliant. The other thing that got me, that I, I knew it was disconcerting, but it wasn't until this time that I watched it, is the scene where Beverly's watching him as the dancing clown. And he's jumping mm. up and down dancing, but his head stays so, in yeah, the same yeah. place in the screen and everything else moves and it looks horrible, truly 
horrible. Mm. <laughs> it's so much attention to detail in this, yeah. which has made all the difference and has created that really sinister, really creepy feel. Definitely, like nightmare of, feeling. Yeah, out of what could have been what... just a bit... Mm. Uh, like the original, I, just, I love the original, but it could be a bit silly and a bit... Whereas with this, it's just the little... Those little tweaks they've taken, those little effects they've put in, I thought really propelled it. So, um, Adam. Yes, darling. Out of ten thumbs, what would you give it? Well, I mean, there's ten thumbs. How many? We might need to move to a less offensive. How many is he going to take in the puppet? <laughs> Not this um, week. Maybe next week we should change to a less offensive. Fair enough. So, uh, out of sorry, how many? Out of, out, of, out of ten. Out of ten. He could take ten. I'm going to. I'm going to give him uh, six and a little finger. Oh, okay. Mm. Nice, nice. Chris. All right, and I'm going to go for. So I, I really liked it. I'm going to go for nine. Go for it. Excellent. I. I have to admit, I am absolutely in agreement. I am going to go for nine. I loved everything about this film, and I'm very, very hard pushed to find not, any not faults nine and with a little it. finger. No, well, it's tempting. I, I, I'm very hard pushed the, to the, find anything negative about this film. Mm. I really see, am. see the thumbs are just going straight up, Whitley, but with the little finger, you can just. So nine and a little finger, because he'd love that. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, I, as I say, I genuinely am hard-pushed to find anything about this film that I didn't like. I just... Oh, with the exception of The Rocks. That was my only... Throwing Rocks was my own, we, we I, thought, I, I was trying to think, like, for a second, I thought you were going to say with the exception of The Rock, and I was like, where was I remember him being in it. He was one yeah. of the children. They shrunk him down proportionally. It did um, seem a little bit... It was like, like, if you get hit in the head of a rock that yeah. size you are potentially dead. Whereas they were all just bouncing off each other like snowballs. But, but um, It was funny, but yeah, it did seem a little It was, but yeah, they should have made them smaller rocks. Yeah. So, uh, you know, stone size, in mm. fact. Uh, if you've ever been hit with a small half-inch stone propelled by someone not ten feet away in the face... Fucking hurts. It really fucking... Yeah. Mm. If you threw something ten times that size and it's someone in the head of it, they are going to hospital... Like, you wouldn't just yeah. have five or six bounce I, off your face. I also thought the slow motion bit where one of the guys shouts out Beverly, doesn't he? But then nothing seems to happen to him. It's like, I'm sure he a large rock should have just... Yeah, and one... Well, no, it did. It did hit did him it, in the it, head, it but it like, hit him above the peak of the cap. Yeah, so it just... You thought that was, off. you know, meant to... I thought that. I was like, he's going to lose a tooth it, at yeah, this point. Or, or a jaw's going to get broken or something more yeah, horrific. But, yeah, now, I think we brought it up on a previous one, but... The other main difference between film and book is that apparently to get out of the sewer, they can't find their way out and then uh, they all have a gangbang. Yeah. Seriously, I'm not fucking about. <laughs> no, no, we did have a, a long discussion about this in a previous episode. Yeah. Well, not a long discussion. Obviously. No, 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 I don't think it was that relevant, to be honest. Uh, no, I don't. I, I, think, I think it was, it was mainly because we were saying about people who'd complained. 
Yes, yes. So, well, you've left out the gangbang sequence. I mean, where's the joy in that? I wanted to see a load of 13-year-olds. Fuck. I Doesn't found this quite more sin. than uncomfortable enough. Yeah. Without having... Yeah, yeah. I know. I, that's I, what I think that would have... <laughs> but then I think, again, this goes back to the thing with Stephen I'm King. I'm wondering about Stephen King. There is a lot to worry about. I think, I'm assuming, they replaced it in this scene with the... When they went to the quarry... And she was just laying in her pants and bra and they were all uh, staring at her, which but, was a much more yeah. innocent and acceptable. And it made it like a really, you know, it was like mm. a warm, funny, oh, look, they're all just... Embarrassed and, yeah. Yeah, and I liked that. Apparently, that apparently, not too unnaturally. Apparently, yeah. that, is the, that is the thing, but, is that they defeat, it, as children, they defeat it. But then can't They can't get out of the sewer and then for what, some reason... Enough? Yeah, and, and literally, yeah. All oh, right, so not halfway through. This is no, the end of the. This is the end of the child sequences. They all lose their virginity to her. Yeah, I don't get how that furthers the story. No, I don't. I, I, if I'm not, if I'm honest, I don't know. Or to quote Mr. Wesley James Smith, friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast, it's they wander around, they can't find their way out, and she says, "I tell you what, why don't you all have a go?" <laughs> yeah, I, I again. What the fuck? It's I'm just, so glad yeah. that wasn't in it. Cause yeah, because I, I think it would just be... The, not only that, that would become the, the fucking yeah, thing yeah, about yeah. the film. Yeah. You know, and it's... Yeah, and it's, it's such un, a good film. It's, it's awful to ruin it with something that horrible and completely unnecessary. And nobody would enjoy it. No, like... No, no. <laughs> all right, yeah. some people would enjoy it, but those people should be dead. <laughs> but what I mean is, like, no horror fan is going to go... Oh, it was missing that. Like it, well, it, it, it definitely. So apparently, some did. Apparently, no. They, I think it was just because there were lots of people oh, where they were. Saying... No, do you know what it is? It's pricks who have read the book and have to prove they've read the book exactly by going. Oh, will you say that? But it doesn't have that scene in it. Well, it doesn't have the sequence in it where they all give her one. Unfortunately. And also, his dad was actually not in the book. I'd like to point out that those aren't horror fans. Those are book nerds. And we, although I've got nothing against book nerds, they are not us. They are a very different species to us. I'm a book horror nerd, f- but I definitely don't go around fans. complaining that there hasn't been a child gangbang sequence in a film. <laughs> you know. Well. Apart from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I think, why? It's, a whole, <laughs> it's the point of the title. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, on that note, um, so next, on our next episode, we will be covering Tales of Terror. Mm. Um, so, we might get a little bit carried away, just to pre-warn you. We will it's, get a little carried away. It's Roger Corman, Vincent Price, Peter Lorre, Basil Rathbone. If we don't get a little bit carried away... I I think we should call it a day, really, with this. Post. <laughs> yeah. If Chris doesn't get in, infused by that, then mm. this clearly isn't working. This introduction. So hopefully, Chris will very much enjoy it. But um, we will have to find out in the next episode, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, thanks very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Um, you can reach us at info at welcome to horror.com. Um, you can message us below. You can find us on Instagram at welcome to horror. Um, there's a welcome to horror Facebook group. 
um, which I use to post. As soon as I put stuff up on SoundCloud, I post it up on there. So if you don't check your SoundCloud feed regularly, but you are a Facebooker, then then like us. Yeah, come and five stars. Yeah, yeah. Give us a five star review on uh, iTunes. On iTunes, we'd love you forever if you did that. You will. You will receive undying gratitude of one other thing. A shout out that thing will probably yeah. be. Oh yeah, no. It or dinner with all of us. Or we'll invite you to the cinema next time we go. Or mm-hmm. all of those things. We'll see. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. Anyway, thanks ever so much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we shall see you again next time for Tales of Horror. Thanks very much. Bye. Hope Bye. you had a great new year. Oh yeah, good new year. I'm my friend.